It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Programme. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through right now, it. the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show.
Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We got a we got a good one today. We opened up with a little uh, wishful thinking. It it is kind of cloudy this morning, but uh, things are start. The weather's starting to break, and uh, I got my first of uh, two Pfizer COVID uh, vaccine shots yesterday, and uh, that's to me that's kind of an important first step on in getting back to normal. Is uh, getting the vaccine three weeks i get shot two and uh one one step toward getting back to normal out of the way so anyway i'm sure y'all really wanted to hear about that but we opened up with uh, a little wishful thinking uh about the uh the weather changing and summer coming springtime is here uh greg Nagy, uh flint's own um, blues artist uh playing a uh cover of um George Harrison's Here Comes the Sun and uh and a nice rendition and that's that's from that series that um Greg did kind of an interesting series he he challenged people to suggest songs they'd like to hear him play and then every day for 30 days he did a, a like a, a Facebook live kind of thing and and played a different song every day for 30 days and a lot of them were songs he learned just because they were requested kind of interesting anyway that was one of them but coming up on the show today well in the third half of our three-hour tour we're going to talk with christine sewell now she is the founder of uh, a pretty innovative um, school program um called Providence Heights, but she's also the author of uh, a book called Broken and Beautiful, and she'll be joining us uh, by phone during the third half of our three-hour tour. And then uh, in the second hour, Brian Nelson is back. Brian was on the show a year ago or so, maybe maybe a little longer, talking about his book, The Last Swordmaker. Well, the sequel is now out called Five Tribes, and we'll be talking with uh, with Brian about that. Also, now that uh, spring is here, that means Easter is right around the corner. And uh, what better for an Easter dinner, whether you're still 
sheltering at home or taking advantage of uh, the loosening of restrictions and being able to spend a little time with some friends and family for uh, Easter. Um, we're going to be talking uh, coming up in just a, a couple of minutes with Chicago-based chef Adam Moore. He is the owner of Flashpoint Innovation, but also the ambassador for True Aussie Beef and Lamb. And he has some uh, thoughts on, on why lamb is a good choice for Easter and for other occasions as well. Anyway, it's a, it's a really fun conversation, as is the one with uh, Brian Nelson coming up in the second hour. So we got a lot of good stuff. I hope you'll, uh, I hope you'll enjoy these uh, conversations and these guests. Um, have one I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow. It's going to be kind of, kind of interesting. Um, you know, we always try and uh, do something entertainment related on Fridays. And uh, tomorrow, this is going to be kind of fascinating. Um, during the 11 o'clock hour, Eve Golden is uh, a theater and film biographer. And she's uh, written a biography of Jane Mansfield called The Girl Couldn't Help It. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that one. Um, that, like I say, that's uh, coming up tomorrow at 11. And uh, we got all kinds of good stuff coming up. And uh, hopefully we'll get back out on the road and maybe do uh, armchair politics from some different locations uh, around the area. And, and we can start actually seeing people in person that'll be that'll be kind of fun um anyway just a little wishful thinking on my part we're going to uh pause uh, very briefly here um actually we're not we're not going to pause here we're going to go right to my conversation with chef adam straight ahead <music> Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and with Easter right around the corner, some people will be looking to serve lamb, perhaps, for their Easter dinner. And uh, we're going to talk about that and probably a lot more with uh, Chicago-based chef Adam Moore, who's the owner of Flashpoint Innovation, a certified sommelier and uh, ambassador for True Aussie Beef and Lamb. Now, Adam joins me uh, by phone. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to be here. Did I butcher the word sommelier? No, you did a great job. Uh, sommelier, <laughs> sommelier, tomato, tomato, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got through it okay, but what is it? <laughs> uh, basically a fancy title for someone who drinks a lot of wine. <laughs> oh, Really? Well, that yeah, makes it you know. that makes it even better. Um, but let me let me ask a little bit because you're an ambassador for True Aussie Beef and Lamb, and with Easter mm -hmm. coming up, you know, lamb is kind of on the agenda to talk about. But is lamb the traditional food for Easter? I, I mean, I know we have turkey for Thanksgiving, and often prime rib maybe for uh, Christmas, but. Um, is, is absolutely yeah ab absolutely we we see a lot of consumption around lamb around that time of the year and a lot of interest in 
recipes and how to cook. You know, I, I typically, uh, you know, my barometer is all the friends, all of my friends and family that call me for recipes around that time of the year. And, and lamb's always at the top of the list uh, around Easter, Mother's Day, even time, even around Christmas and Thanksgiving. So the holidays tend to be, you know, really the, the special time for lamb, but most particular in Easter. I, I had lamb once at a friend's for Christmas dinner and didn't realize right away that I wasn't eating prime rib. Uh, <laughs> partly because of the way it was prepared. But, but tell me about that. What, what is the difference between beef and lamb in terms of preparation and its impact on health, etc.? Well, in terms of preparation, uh, the difference between beef, beef and lamb is, is fairly nominal. Um, you know, you can cook lamb just like you would a beef cut. So if you're, co- for example, if you're cooking ground lamb, uh, it cooks up just like you would uh, with ground beef. If you're cooking leg, you can cook that just like you would a beef roast. If you were to slice it into steaks, you would cut it just like you would with beef steaks. Uh, we also have pork chops and, or not pork chops, so we also have T-bones that cook up like pork chops. And we also have uh, the French rack, which you might see that also cooks up uh, like uh, different types of uh, pork chops or bone-in, like a bone-in steak. So if you think of cooking it that way, it actually is, is just as easy, and it kind of takes the fear out of uh, cooking lamb if you think of how you would cook it with beef uh, or pork or, or another similar protein. And with with lamb, is is there a significant difference about um, its health implications compared to beef and pork? So, so lamb is a great source of protein as well as B vitamins and iron. Um, and some of the cuts are uh, much leaner than you would find with beef. So it is a great source uh, of, of those nutrients. And there are some studies that are starting to come out, although you know, they aren't confirmed by us or anything that are, are showing some of the benefits of lamb. So it's definitely something that, that you can look into on your own accord and, and make your own judgments for that. But it is a great uh, lean protein and very healthy for you. Yeah, I mentioned you were the ambassador for True Aussie uh, Beef and Lamb. What is Aussie Beef and Lamb, actually, or True Aussie Beef and Lamb? So it's the marketing board for all beef, lamb, and goat out of Australia. Okay. And uh, we work with the farmers and we work with the industry to help tell their story in North America. And, and one of the things that I'm really drawn to as an ambassador is their focus on sustainability. Uh, as an industry, they have an initiative by 2030 to go entirely carbon neutral. So really? being that sustainability, especially in the, 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 meat, the red meat industry, is such a hot topic nowadays. I feel really good about supporting a brand like that and knowing that they're taking this initiative as an industry and not as a, a government-pushed uh, initiative. It's, it's something that the farmers are embracing and the industry as a whole is embracing to, to become that uh, carbon-neutral entity by 2030. More with Chef Adam straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Lions. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You know, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. Today. Hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview always. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Chef Adam straight ahead. How does lamb come out price-wise when you compare it to beef and, and pork? You know, it all depends. Uh, it all depends on the time of the year, supply and demand. Um, you know, the, the basics of economics is, sure. is really what dictate, dictates that. Um, you know, with, with this year, for example, you know, typically we're, we're seeing things like uh, racks of lamb, Oh, traditionally racks of lamb, legs, uh, and, and whatnot have been some of those. A rack of lamb has been that luxury cut. But being that not a lot of it went to restaurants this year, um, we saw a greater supply go into retail, and there was some really favorable pricing ah. with, with that luxury cut, that rack of lamb that typically you would only use for special occasions. And then we were starting to see it where it was, it, it was perfectly priced for every day or, or for, for being able to try it out if you haven't uh, been able to try it before. So right now, you know, I would definitely suggest uh, getting to the store and taking a look at, at lamb again because there are some very favorable pricing against those economical cuts like a ribeye or a filet mignon in the beef world but um we're starting to see that um with within lamb right now within the racks but if you uh look at ground uh ground lamb the lamb t-bones the lamb leg uh it's all very favorable pricing it's all very very consistent across across all of those proteins so you know i want to shy away from lamb because of price because you know there are there are some great pricing out there uh, with that protein. Every time you mention ground lamb, I, something rolls through my head that says lamb burgers. <laughs> is is that a totally. thing? Is that a thing? A- a- absolutely, yeah. It's it's we call it simple swaps. You know, it's a it's a great way to take a traditional recipe like a beef burger or or beef meatballs, for example, and swap it out with lamb to give your your family something new and exciting. You know, it's, if, if you're cooking at home a lot, it's hard to find uh, recipes to keep the family uh, engaged. And uh, lamb's just a quick and easy way to do it. You can, you can keep the same seasonings and flavor profiles that you do with those other recipes. Um, lamb's just as versatile with them and goes along with it. And, and, and lamb is that simple swap. And when you're doing the, the simple swap, um, is it difficult to tell the difference between a lamb burger and a hamburger? Well, there is a difference. There, you know, there's absolutely a difference in flavor. Um, but you know, I think the misconception is that lamb is is what we commonly hear as gamey. Um, but that was like that. That's really kind of a dated reference to lamb. Um, now, lamb, especially our program, it's very mild in flavor. It's very tender. And so what you get, and also as the lamb comes over from Australia, much like the dry aging process, it's wet aged in pack as it comes over, still fresh on these refrigerated boats. And, and because of that process, it makes it much more tender and much more mild in flavor. So if you haven't tried lamb in a while, I would definitely suggest getting out and, and trying it now because you'd be surprised at, at, at that flavor profile and, and what some of those what maybe some of your misconceptions could have been in the past about it and changing that. And what about, um, you mentioned supply and demand and the impact mm-hmm. on pricing because of uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic and, and restaurant closures and so on. But how is supply and demand typically with lamb? Is there as much lamb produced and available as as beef or is it comparable 
Well, the U.S. Uh, is, is one of the largest uh, importers of lamb from Australia. In terms of the exact volume numbers, I don't know those off the top of my head. I would assume, and, and, and probably rightfully so, just based on beef consumption in the U.S., that beef numbers are much higher. But in terms of supply and demand of, of lamb, typically you see those like larger cuts like a leg. You see things like lamb shanks tend to be a little bit priced a little bit higher around the holidays because that's when there's the most demand for it. So if you're looking at those same types of cuts, let's say in the springtime, you might find some favorable pricing on those because that's where, you know, in the, in the, in the fall and the winter, you're, you're cooking those low, slow roasts and braises that, you know, are, are those nice hearty meals. But then in the summer and the springtime, it's, it's more so on those grill cuts. So the things like loin chops, the rack, uh, even ground. But um, you won't notice major price fluctuations, but those are the, when those cuts are more in demand during those types of the year, um, you, you might see those prices fluctuate a little bit more around that time. It, would there, if there were a mass swap, if all of a sudden mm-hmm. people started using lamb the, the way we use beef in the U.S., for example, um, would production be able to keep up? Or would they? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 well, it wouldn't be a switch that would flip overnight. Um, no. So it would be something that we would start to notice, and, and production would would ramp up. And and the, the beautiful thing about Australia is that there are more sheep than people in Australia, and that would continue to grow. And there's plenty of land and plenty of space for them to, to freely roam. When you see pictures of the pastures in Australia, you see these lamb, lamb and beef. Uh, spread far apart from each other and it's that's not staged for a photo i mean it's it's the real deal so that's why you, <laughs> so that's why you see that's why you see like pasture you know it's it's 100% pasture raised it's 100% grass fed grass finished beef um 100% pasture raised lamb and it's because there's so much of that space available to them and so you know speaking to could the program support it you know, one of the things when I traveled over to Australia that I found really fascinating is that the farmers consider themselves grass farmers. They say without the grass, there is no herd. So as long as the grass can grow, and as long as that space is available to them, which it is, um, it, it could continue to grow uh, into the foreseeable future uh, pretty big. But, you know, overconsumption, you know, that's a whole other story. Um, but, you know, like I said, we're a long, 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 long ways away from that. Well, I I just wanted to make sure that Adam, if you get me, you know, hooked on lamb, that I'm not going to have trouble finding it. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> we we will we will supply you until 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 the end of days uh, with lamb. <laughs> um, and it's there's it it's really not much different to handle than um, beef and pork. Exactly right. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of friends will call me up um, and even chefs in the industry. You know, one of my roles with with True Aussie is to go around the country and and inspire and educate chefs uh, on cooking with lamb, on cooking with beef. And one of the top questions I get with lamb is how do I cook it? And it's it's really exactly the same as you would cook any other protein. You just got to think of the, the cuts in a very similar way fashion so if if you're cooking up say a pork chop it's going to cook up the same way that a lamb chop would if you're cooking up a steak 
uh, it's going to cook up the same way that a lamb steak would. Um, typically, the, if you think of the middle parts and the, you know, the legs of the animal, if you start with the legs, those are more of your low and slow uh, type cooks, like whether it's a braise, uh, like a slow cook in the crock pot, instant pot, uh, it, it could be a slow roast. And then those middle cuts of the animal, like the loin chops, the ribeyes, those pieces are typically your quick cook cuts. So perfect for cooking over the stovetop or, or cooking over the grill. But they cook up just like they would beef, pork, or chicken. Now, as, as, a, as a chef, are there certain things that you like to see done in the preparation of lamb that would be different than the way you would prepare beef? Well, you know, one of the things with the Australian program that I love about it, um, and I had mentioned it earlier, was this the the whole the impact of wet aging as it comes over. And so, you really don't have to put uh, a lot of marinades or even seasonings on your lamb uh, before you cook it with the Australian program. It's already pretty tender, uh, very juicy bite, uh, but the flavor is just so mild that you really don't need to to mask it with, with any other types of seasonings or sauces. But if you are wanting to add a marinade or seasoning to it, I suggest just starting with, starting with your favorite blend. If you have a favorite seasoning blend that's in your, in your cabinet already, start there. But um, some of my favorite flavor profiles that go with lamb are rosemary, thyme, garlic, a uh, little squeeze of lemon or citrus uh, as it comes off the grill is always great. Uh, even cinnamon and cumin and coriander are like my trifecta of seasonings that, that, that can go on lamb and, and just really pair perfectly with that flavor. But like I said, when you start, start with your favorite seasoning blend or simply just start, start with salt and pepper and take it from there. How did we develop the impression that I, like others, might have that lamb, especially rack of lamb, was something, you know, for special occasions or that somehow it was very high-end? Is, is that about price or just the way it's been made available to the public? Yeah, I mean, that cut, if you, if, if you take it one-to-one with beef on a much larger scale, that's the ribeye. And so just like a ribeye, the price is going to be a little bit higher. You only get two of those racks. Uh, off the lamb and they it is you know in in terms of size like compared to the leg it's smaller so with that you start to get a little bit higher price point it's very tender it's very easy it's in terms of satisfaction it's 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 very easy to cook and and it's great flavor every time Uh, and so restaurants really latched on to that years ago and plus with the the bone still in that nice presentation um, you know the more of that that's that's sent into either restaurants or demanded at home, the price goes up. If you look at beef, some of the offcuts, like short ribs, for example, a long time ago, you know, those were, you know, you, you could throw away that cut or as being thrown into ground burgers. <laughs> right. uh, it was like the butcher's cut. <laughs> but the more, you know, the more the chefs start to cook with it and then, you know, folks at home want to cook with it, uh, that supply, you know, goes down, price goes up. How did the rack of lamb get its name, rack of lamb? You know, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Um, I mean, when you say I, I, rack I of lamb, I almost picture huh? something like, like spare ribs. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's you've got those ribs uh, that are off of it. I mean, so, um, I mean, that would be how I would, it's something that I have to research. That's the first time I've ever been asked that. <laughs> I, and and not because I'm trying to put you on the spot, Adam. I'm really not. Yeah. I was just curious about that because I, when someone says rack of lamb, I get a picture in my mind that looks like, uh, you know, a rack of spare ribs. Mm-hmm. And it's it's from the same area. I mean, if you turn that rack upside down, it's obviously a much smaller scale, but where you get your baby back ribs and whatnot, if you turn the rack upside down and you see where the bones kind of curve over, mm-hmm. that's the rib cage of the animal. And as you continue to go down the side of that, that's where you start to find your lamb ribs. Uh, and in the beef world, you get your uh, your 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 baby backs and your short ribs from that um, and your long bones. So um, on a much smaller scale, all animals are, are built the same, just at, at, at different sizes. So if you think of it like that, um, it's, you're, you're very much in line with that, like a, like a, a rack of ribs. And how does, does lamb freeze okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, freeze is okay. You know, there's, there's definitely, you'll notice some, a little bit of, of difference between a fresh and a frozen product, but it's, it's very minimal, especially if you leave it in its cryo pack. Um, it's basically the vacuum sealed pack that will come around, uh, the fresh product. Just leave it in that so you don't get freezer burn and it should last in your freezer for up to a year. In terms of prepared dishes, uh, braised, uh, like low and slow, the instant pot, crock pot, those types of dishes that are beautifully shredded, have a lot of moisture and and liquid in with them, those always freeze beautifully as well. So um, from raw to frozen, there's, there's a ton of options there to freeze. Now with, with Easter coming up, um, there might be some desired sides because of the holiday, but are there sides that, that go well or go better with lamb than maybe other things like beef and pork? You know, I, I've, I always love to bring color to the table. Um, you know, meat's inherently brown, so I always try to, find, especially as we come up upon upon the spring and we're starting to get that crossover from uh, winter and fall vegetables into spring, so I always like to pair. Well, um, yeah, Adam, with, you're with, you're in Chicago and I'm in Michigan, yeah. and so it's <laughs> it's like the slush season. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah, not not much growing near us unless you've got a greenhouse or something, but right. um, yeah, it takes, a while, it takes a while for us to see some things coming out of uh, Chicago dirt <laughs> up here. Um, but, you know, I, I always try to, I look at the store for a lot of things that are colorful. So, you know, in terms of sides, I'm looking at things that are, you know, give me the, the most vibrant colors, uh, and typically I'll roast them up. Uh, if it's a salad, like a chilled salad, you know, salad greens uh, this time of the year start to start to show up. There are a lot of greenhouses in our neck of the woods that are growing lettuces and tomatoes. So you'll start to see that. Uh, and we're starting to see some of those things year round too, but, you know, really look to spring peas, carrots, other greens, even some types of beans that we'll start to see pop up. Uh, and they make great sides, great salads that, that pair perfectly with lamb. Well, this is incredible. I, I mentioned when I first uh, introduced you, Adam, that you were the owner of Flashpoint Innovation. What is Flashpoint Innovation? So we're a, a full-service uh, culinary consulting group, 
and we primarily work within the national food uh, service landscape. So we're working with different food manufacturers, suppliers, marketing boards, and their national chain account partners. So whether it's a large national and global food service brand or whether it's one that's small and regional, we're just out there to educate and, and we help support the education around uh, our clients' products or help some of these restaurant groups come up with new ideas for what to put on their menu. And the, the perfect harmony and what we like to be in the middle of is, is when we have one of our clients' products put onto that menu. How did you end up um, going in that in that direction, Adam, as opposed to, you know, maybe chefing at, at one of the finer restaurants around the country? Well, I started in operations, so and really, I you know, I went to Purdue University and I went to uh, that school for hospitality management. So I was always always had an eye towards restaurants and hotels. Um, but as I became more aware in the world of food service and what else was out there outside of just working in operations or, or uh, you know, working as a chef in a fine dining restaurant, um, I, I found this whole other world of, you know, being able to make a, a broader impact across the national food service landscape, and I was just hooked to that. And so not only am I able to get my uh, operational fix, uh, if you will, by creating new recipes uh, and cooking in the kitchen, but I'm also to uh, I'm also able to use that more creative and strategic uh, capability that 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 I also like to be a part of to come up with the reasons why we might be using a particular product or why there might be a particular recipe on a menu. Um, so being able to connect the two, um, you know, it's, has put me into a, a place where I really like to be and has has really kept me on this side of the business versus going back into something like operations. How did you connect with True Aussie Beef and Lamb? How did you become their ambassador? Well, um, it, it comes from a lot. It, this is about seven years ago. Um, we were out. I was, I was actually representing uh, a client at a food show in California, and we were all at this food show. And just like with any anything that happens in life, uh, I like to say your your network is your net worth. And just through networking with folks, uh, I met uh, some of the Australians that had come over at that time, and they were just looking for the right person to help work with their brand uh, at that time. And so, you know, it's 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 one thing to to meet someone and say yes, like I'll take it, I'll do it, just for the sake of, of new business. But I really wanted to get to know them and get to know them, you know, their industry and and what it was about before I put my name out there to represent them as 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 a company and um after going to australia and and seeing the program and meeting the farmers and you know seeing what it was about it was something that i felt really good about standing behind and 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 starting to talk about here in the u.s and so i've been doing that with them now for almost seven years and and feel really good about the direction of, of where their program's going and 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 what we're doing today uh, with uh true aussie uh, do they do they distribute mostly to um, uh, big houses to distribute to restaurants and so on, or or can people order directly from them the the way people do maybe with uh, Omaha Steaks? 
Yeah, so True Aussie is the marketing board. So we tend to, you know, we we sit on we we tend to not talk about supply or pricing because we don't have our hands in that. So it, it, it we're oh, we're there to tell the I story, and yeah, we're there to tell the story and to educate around it. But wherever you see Australian, that's us. But there are suppliers. There are different suppliers that provide product that you can buy online. Um, but we don't we don't have our hands per se in that. That's you know, that's 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 for them. Is there a way to? Um, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Obviously, there's a yeah. website for True Aussie Beef and Lamb, um, but um, but perhaps they want to find out more about you and your work, um, past, present, and future. Um, are there some some good websites to take a look at? Yeah, so for uh, upcoming Easter and the spring recipes that we were talking about, we have, and we also have this this awesome uh, new interactive cook your own adventure tool where you can actually cook with me in the kitchen, but choose your own adventure as you go. And I show <laughs> a bunch of it's 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 really fun. It's it's really um, you know cutting edge too. Um, so I re- definitely recommend going out and, and trying that. It's like you're cooking in the kitchen with me, and I, I'll show you a bunch of different recipes with lamb. I'll show you different ways to prepare lamb. So everything that we talked about today, you can shortcut shortcut that and, and just uh, go straight to the website, and that's simplyspringtable.com. And that will actually link back to our main website, too, uh, if you're interested in learning more about the Australian program. Well, that's that's cool. How do, how does that work then? Do, do do people go to the site and then select from a menu? So we have a bunch of stuff on the site. So we have everything from recipes to quick cook guides. Um, this this cook your own adventure tool. That's just one of the things on the site. So um, if you go to to that website, you're going to find a, a lot of resources around lamb uh, and grass fed beef. But but I'm I'm curious. You got me fascinated, Adam, with this uh, mm-hmm. uh, cook your own adventure um, tool. Um, how, how does that how does that work? How do we have Adam in our kitchen cooking <laughs> with the stuff that we just happened to buy at the store? It's a it's a it's it's a beautifully uh, shot video. So it's like you're watching a video, but you get prompts every so often. That'll that'll help you determine the next step. So think of a choose your own adventure book. This is a cook your own adventure video. <laughs> so just like that, depending cool. on where you go, that determines uh, what you learn. Well, that's way cool, Adam. Um, this I'm I'm having a lot of fun talking with you. And who knew that lamb could be so much fun to talk about? But. Uh, <laughs> My guest is uh, Chef Adam, Chef Adam Moore, who is the owner of Flashpoint Innovation and ambassador for True Aussie uh, Beef and Lamb. And Adam, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your time with me. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program.
Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. 
TheTomSumnerProgram.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Which is very good. Or if you wish a dish that's Chinese, somewhere down in Columbia there's lobster Cantonese. Enchiladas, that's what people eat in Mexico. Shish kebab is skewered in Armenia, you know. Then there's blubber, the favorite of the frigid Eskimo. Such delicious dishes, no matter where you go. Chicken cacciatore is Italian. Kangaroo souffle must be Australian. Mutton chops are definitely British. Chicken soup undoubtedly is Yiddish. Pumpernickel comes from Lithuania. Hansen comes from Pennsylvania. Wiener schnitzel's Austrian or German. Kindly pass the sauerbrot in Hermann. Borscht is what they're eating in the Soviet. Wait, I think we've got some on the stove yet. <laughs> See the mouse underneath the jungle sky. Jolly mouse. Mouse eating missionary pie. <laughs> Frenchmen eat a lot of bouillabaisse there. Dutchmen eat a sauce called hollandaise there. Smorgasbord in Sweden is the winner. In America, it's TV dinner. <laughs> so there you have one food from each land. Each one delicious, each one simply grand. Mix them all up. In one big mishmash, and what have you got? Hungarian goulash. Hey! This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
wash my hands I don't touch my face I stay at home Shelter in place Social distance Don't go to work I wear a mask and gloves I stay away from church Should I sneeze? I do it in my elbow or up my sleeve. Six feet apart. That is the rule. And I pray for the day the kids can go back to school. I'm washing my hands. Like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC I've taken down all my mirrors And I'm sick of what I see Two more weeks of quarantine Will be the death of me a trip to the grocery store to buy TV and a few things more but when I get there all I can find is 16 honey buns and some mad dog wine I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD. I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors, cause I'm sick of what I see. Yeah, two more weeks of this quarantine's gonna be. Death of me, the death of me. You know they say this is war, but we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Pork Chop Hill. And we just lay here on the couch and watch TV. Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bat soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over like. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. At breakfast, I meant to say, honey, please pass me the pepper. Well, what slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized <laughs> as soon as I regained consciousness. You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.